0: How's it going, Warriors? I hope you've been having a great week. Um, Actually, our evenings have been a lot cooler, so it's been a lot easier to sleep because it's not hot. Uh, Unfortunately, throughout the day, it's been a little bit on the warmer side. Not as high as it's been, but next week is actually going to be in the 60s at some point, which is going to be awesome. Anyway, I just wanted you guys to know that uh, last week it was just a busy week. That's why I didn't do it until Saturday, but um, today I'm able to do it on time for once. Um, we have a couple birthdays this week so i'm kind of trying to get this in between and uh, one of the things i wanted to just mention um i wanted to thank all of you guys who've been joining the facebook page and have been you know finding that link and just getting connected it's been great And then I just wanted to thank all those people who have been reaching out to me and in, I guess you could say messaging me through that. And one person uh, recently is Jay. I just wanted to thank you, man, for reaching out. I do hope that we get to become friends and uh, that you keep on growing and know who God is and that you're enjoying this podcast. But I just want to uh, give him a shout out. And I also want to thank our supporters Um, so far. Uh, we've only have two and you guys are more than welcome to join. Um, Wade has been faithfully been doing it for, I, don't, I think, maybe 10 months now, maybe even more. Uh, Wade, thank you so much. And then our newest one is Brett. Brett, thank you so much for joining uh, the monthly supporting group, I guess you could say. And if you guys are interested, it's on there on the main uh, podcast website for my web for my podcast specifically and on anchor and you can go there and you can join has different price ranges you know you don't like the cheapest one i believe is the 99 cent one and if that's what you feel like god's calling you to do then do it um right now it's a big help it's you know just some money keep going until we're able to get the irs stuff done so we can get the uh definitely the um what do you call it the tax exempt through so that we can get the foundation money coming in so we can actually get started in our church plant so after that, I know this, this extra money just helps out, you know, helps us to survive well and to take care of our, you know, us two and our family that we uh, are. And uh, I thank you so much for your support. So anyway, today we're actually going to be going into James 1 and we're going to be doing verses 19 through 27. And if you guys haven't checked into James. James is a really neat Bible book to really study and kind of get into. It's uh, I have a friend Sean um, who uh, calls it the Cliff Notes of Romans, and so it's a very it's a small book, but it's very simplistic in how it's trying to talk to us, so that it makes it actually a lot easier to just kind of. It's almost like you could just take this book, and it you can pretty much preach and teach a lot of different things from it, but it can help you, you know, personally in your walk. So you haven't done a study on james you know i would do one But anyway we're gonna start off we're gonna read off the verses and right now it starts on on verse 19 um, sometimes bibles have the title it's called hearing and doing the word um, know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger for the anger of man does not precede the righteousness of god therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he, what he was like, or what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer acts will be blessed in his doing or what he does if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart this person's religion is worthless religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit Excuse me, let me rephrase it. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So, at first I was just going to go in order, but I'm, technically we're going to start not from the bottom up, but from the bottom, then the top to the middle. So it's kind of weird. But verse 26 through 27. Um, there's some things that have been coming across my mind as I was thinking about these verses. And what I was about to say, and one of the things that stood out to me about the idea of religious or being, and like he thinks he's religious, a lot of times, and and I've been I've run into this a lot growing up, especially not really young Christians, but I'm talking about like age young Christians, so like teenagers into young adulthood. They, they start learning about the scriptures. They start studying. They start, you know, kind of having this, a lot of knowledge. You know, I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but the word sophomore means wise moron. Um, it's kind of a funny thought, but the idea is that I think a lot of us become like sophomores. So we get all this knowledge and understanding and we get this this clarity of what it means to be a so-called Christian, right? But we kind of become stupid with that knowledge, we start playing the game of spiritual leveling. So like how much more spiritual am I to you? You know, a lot of times people may actually think that by them being, I guess you could say more religious, they have a better connection with God. And therefore, if you're not up to their level, they kind of treat you as such, like less than them. And that's where, you know, the, the word pride keeps coming to my mind. I think a lot of times pride starts getting in the way as we gain more knowledge with god and one of the other words or phrases that people like to use is stop being a pharisee or stop being a hypocrite because if you remember if you were to study up in the pharisees there's there's times where jesus will go and confront them straight up and you know he calls them vipers this is why i don't think the whole uh you you shouldn't be judging each other and blah blah is not judging You know, Jesus was judging in that moment, but it's not judging when you're confronting somebody because Jesus said, don't do something because he's judging them. You're taking his words and you're pointing that out and you're saying, hey, you know, stop acting like this. But the problem with the Pharisees were they dressed nice. They appeared to be all together spiritually. They would pray in the corners in the public. They would announce how much money they're putting into the tithing bowls or whatever, um, at the temple, they would talk about how unclean people were that weren't like them. And they spent a lot of time, you know, celebrating them themselves and how well were they were at in their spiritual walk. And it's funny because I've actually seen a lot of people act like this throughout the years. Um, one of the things that always stood out to me were people who were more concerned about how they looked going to church than how they acted. I've met many different types of people, different states, different types of church settings, and what they will do is they'll walk around acting like a Christian. Now these verses really stood out to me because the the point of that whole section is talking about hearing and doing the word okay so a lot of times these people that are in this section who fit this if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart bridling the tongue is making sure you watch what you say before you say it and that should be a critical thinking that's that's typical how you talk to people and last week we talked about how a lot of christians lately don't bridle their tongue and they have been really just going after each other and not treating each other with respect and just can just be nasty and and it's wrong you know you you if you're doing stuff like that it's wrong you know that's that's not how we're supposed to be treating each other just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that you can say that they're not a Christian, that they're not, you know, they don't understand things. Now, there's a difference between when it's the, the truth of scripture versus petty discussions. And I'm not talking about, um, is homosexual is homosexuality wrong? I'm not talking about, is abortion wrong? I'm talking about just going after each other for the nitty gritty that you know, just picking at each other, there, there's no need for that, but there is a need when people are using scriptural parables and stories and scripture to support social justice movements and support that abortion's okay and support that homosexuals should be able to get married and should be with each other because that is their choice because God designed them that way, or we need to be out there with our fists held high, standing up against injustice. See, there's, there's a difference between going after each other for just going after each other, which has been very common and very not nice, as to standing up for truth and standing up for what is right based on scripture. So we got to clarify this understanding. So when these verses are talking about bridling your tongue, it's talking about how you present and talk to each other. So. If you're talking to a non believer about Jesus, you don't treat them as less than you when you're supposed to be more loving and caring. So you got to watch how you say things. And, and that's why the best thing, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, is to hear better versus speaking all the time. And then you have the other ones where people talk about, like, I, I've seen this and it's, it's, it sounds weird that this is a bad thing, but I've had people, especially younger people when I was younger, um, They would talk about, so what did you listen to or what did you read about or what did you you study in your devotions today? Because this is what I learned and they go off and they share all the stuff that they've learned and it starts making you feel like you're not worthy or you're not there. Like, how come I don't do this? And you start feeling less than, I guess, I hate using this phrasing, less spiritual than they are. See that's the thing is, you got to bridle your tongue. If you're gonna ask somebody, "Hey, dude, you know, what did you learn your devotions?" Let them speak. For one, two, if they're like, "Oh, well, I didn't have devotions today," you don't turn around and start blasting how much loving and joy and peace that you've gained from your devotion in a way that makes them feel like they're less than worthy, because everybody has different ways of doing devotion they have different ways of studying god's scripture they have different ways of learning they have different ways of time like one of the things i was always taught all the time was that you should be in your in god's word every morning you wake up you should get up extra early and you read the bible and you study it and it became more of a chore and a job than a relationship because you got to look at it when you have a relationship with somebody whether it's your friend your brother your sister your mom and dad your wife you know if women you know your husband's or boyfriend or girlfriend whatever it may be you don't feel like you're forced into the relationship you don't feel like you have to be doing all this stuff because that's the point a relationship is about making the time on purpose for somebody and sometimes doing it early in the morning may not work for everybody so they do it in the evenings or they do it at lunchtime Or they do it when they have the time in the morning or the afternoon to do it. There's also different ways of doing it. It's not all just reading the Bible, reading the Bible, reading the Bible. know, some people are good at, they draw out something, like they use art to express what they're learning from God's scripture. Some people are good at writing out journals or writing out questions and answering it as they study the scriptures. Um, Other people can just read and they can learn. Some people may need to read but they also maybe have to find a video on someone explaining something to them because it helps them that's how they work that's how their brain works that's why we have to be careful when they start like squirting out or sprouting out the like religious thinking and thoughts as if in a way that makes people feel less than you you you, you are not speaking how you're supposed to with people so overall as we go through this section of verses you know we got to understand there's something also very important in all this because the rest of the verse says this person's religion is worthless you got to be careful because when you start deceiving yourself thinking you are walking or doing what you're supposed to be doing but really it's just a bunch of words which i have seen that because you're not actually doing anything it's, it's empty, it's worthless. And there's a lot of people I've met who seem to spend a lot of time in God's Word and, and so-called studying it, but they don't live it. And this goes for two ways. Some people don't live it because they live a worldly life, which is what the rest of that is talking about. To keep oneself unstained from the world or not conformed to the world is another verse that you can also find... That's what that is talking about And visiting orphans and widows is to show um, attention to the understanding that there is people out there that need help and that you should be out there and helping them, but not make it an idol and not make it your religion because it should be God. If you're, If you love God first, you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. Because you're going to understand the importance of what they go through and you're going to listen. You're going to be there, which is the other part why it's important. So overall, we got to understand that we need to make sure that as we learn and as we study God's word and as we listen to another pastor speak, as we listen to other podcasts or, listen or read devotional books or spend time in God's word, as we grow The idea is that we're supposed to bridle our tongue. Be careful how we speak. You know, sometimes there's that phrasing where uh, pick a mountain you wish to put your flag on and fight for and make sure it's a good mountain to fight for it. So Sometimes we may need to just do a lot more listening or even less trying to prove a point or less trying to win, which is what we were talking about last week a little bit is a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to win. Instead of actually learning or growing. Instead of encouraging or building up our brothers and sisters, we were attacking them. And this is the same concept, very similar. But we need to be careful because even the unbelievers are watching and seeing how you act. And seeing how you speak to them. Because it can turn people away. And that's the key thing. Sometimes consequences can be seen and how we act, and how we treat people, and how we speak to them. And it could be, it could be a big thing. It could really make a, a big difference in a situation. You now, I talked about church, home, communities, Christian groups that you may be a part of. Your actions can speak louder than you realize, and your words can really be damaging. That's why we need to be careful as we study and learn and grow that we don't treat other people less because they don't are not where we're at in our walk because it makes you look like a jerk instead of someone who is walking in truth we're gonna take a quick break i hope you know you guys could take a moment just to think about that and i'll see you right after this commercial Welcome back warriors and once again we've been talking about in James 26 through 27 and now we're going to actually go up to verse 19 through 25. So we're going to start off with 19 It says know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger. Now one of the things that people always joke around is you know God gave you two ears and one mouth in other words listen more talk less. And the slow to anger part, I think fits right along with the first half because you know people just debating, going after each other, attacking each other, being like even the last podcast, that's the idea. I think what we've been seeing from 2020 up to now is a lot of people just really quick to anger and not careful about what they're saying, let alone what they're hearing. That's why one of the things I always mention, and a lot of people have said this too, but it's actually better to talk in a voice come, or talk in person, or talk on the phone, than it is to text or write. Because a lot of times when you write, things could be misunderstood. And the funny part is that, it's also because I think a lot of people, just read so quickly, they're not careful what they're reading. So, that being said, how many times have you struggled with, speaking faster than hearing? Where you're always like, ready to speak, but less to hear. Um, cause I struggle with that and I work on that as much as possible. Um, but the second verse, you no, know, verse 20 says for, th- for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So the idea is that as we keep learning and as we keep growing, as we keep studying, as we listen to people and listen to their stories and you take heart to listen more, you may actually be anger. Be angry a lot less. Um, also, one of the big things I have problem is people who make a lot of assumptions fast, without actually talking to the people that they're assuming what they meant. Um, that is just so huge for me. If there if there's something that you don't understand that someone said, instead of assuming what they mean, you should be going to the source and asking them what did you mean by this because what doesn't help is when you're you hear something you know you don't understand it and so you assume and therefore you make your opinion a statement or a concept and it's there's anger behind it frustration there is mis mis, misinformation because we get i've seen a lot of that and then It gets bigger and bigger. The fire gets bigger. The fuel just keeps getting filled. And suddenly you have this giant fire that you weren't expecting to have. And it kind of just destroys the relationships with people. It can destroy the group, the church. It can mess up, you know, the family life. It can really do a lot of damage if you're not careful about what you're hearing, first of all. But being a hearer first and then a speaker. Because then it's then it slow to anger is the third part that comes into it. Because anger always gets in the way. That's why we we're talking about pride. When pride gets in the way, we get to become defensive. Like, we, we put up our shields. We start getting uh, more defensive. And we start feeling offended by everything. Like It's just really quick. We need to be careful with that. So, Verse 21 says, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now meekness is like another form of saying submissiveness. So being willing to take on and respect uh, what the word has to offer because it will keep you, like your soul, your mind, and your heart, and and your spirit. It will keep it from all filthiness and rampant wickedness. So... The idea is that how many times have you sat in church, listened to the pastor preach? You listen to the words, you hear it, but then you never—and I love the word—implanted in you. It's like the pastor gives you a seed of truth, and you take it and you put it in your pocket and you forget about it. So, implanting means you take the seed that the pastor has given you, you go home, you find good ground, stick it in there. pat it in there, you fill water all around it, and you make sure it has good light, you check on it every day so it's not just in the moment, that's why the phrasing, are you just a Sunday Christian came into play, because what would happen is people will come to church on Sundays all excited, want to get refreshed and spend time with God and spend time with their fellow believers but then they go home and act exactly the same they've always acted, nothing changes this is the same problem with people who act one way ask for an apology and continue to act the same way ask for an apology continue to act the same way ask for an apology and the thing is, is like you haven't learned anything it's like you 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 see that you've done something you take that seed and you keep putting it in your pocket and then you go ahead and do it again because suddenly you forgot that maybe i need to watch how i say or talk to someone because it could offend them or hurt them and then you, you're, you respond with anger, which you, you're already not doing what these, uh, verse 19 was telling you not to do, and you're doing everything opposite of what Jesus is saying to do in all this. So James is explaining that you plant God's word into you, it should change you. It should keep you from wanting to be less hearful, quick to speak, and quick to being angry. Like you basically start flipping all the words around and what they mean. So implant God's word into you because that's what's going to make the difference is what's going to change you. Because if you put that seed in your heart and you implant that in God's word, you know, implant God's word in you, it's going to change you. It's going to help you to notice. And if you start walking away from spending time in God's word, you start walking away from going to church, you start walking away from spending time in prayer. You know, you start not doing, you start in in like encasing yourself with the world. Then you're going to walk right into filthiness and wickedness and being quick to anger and having issues and struggling because that's, that's where that leads. That's so something to, to really think about for before we go into this next section watch how you're acting are you investing in the world or are you investing in god are you implanting god's word in your heart or are you just kind of sticking it in your pocket as kind of like a momentum a memento excuse me and it's something that you just kind of like you gonna kind of put it in a necklace and wrap it around your neck it's not like something you're actually gonna use and take care of now we're gonna get into verse 22 it says but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We run into a lot of people who seem to hear what's being said, but once again, they're just hearers. So they will agree. They'll be like, oh, yes, amen. Yes, yes, brother. Yeah, keep keep preaching. You know, they'll, they'll get through all that, but then it's kind of like they're like, yeah, but it's not for me. You know, I, I enjoy watching pornography. I enjoy uh cussing like a storm i enjoy uh treating people badly i enjoy stealing money from people i enjoy like it's almost like that's what they're saying because they hear it but they don't do it or they start excusing or kind of making it different like you know i explained in one of the podcasts that that some of the teens were saying that lying is okay but helps your family it's like they have justified something that they shouldn't be doing because it helps somebody and that's something you guys have to get into your heads is that if you're just hearing the word, but you aren't actually changing anything in your life, and yet your fruit keeps bearing bad fruit, and you're just so confused and frustrated, why Why do I keep going to church, but nothing changes in my life? And it's like, because you haven't changed anything in your life. Going to church doesn't change. It's what you take and plant it in you from like the verses before. It's taking what you're hearing and using it and, and changing your life is all so important. Verse twenty three, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his face in a mirror. He looks at himself and goes away at goes away and at once forgets what he was like. So the idea behind this is basically if if you were go to the bathroom, right, you do your hair, brush your teeth, take care of yourself, you see yourself, you have a beard, you know you take care of it. You know, if you you need to trim something, you trim it. You know, your you know your hair. There's you have hair. I don't have hair. Um, so like I've kind of forgotten what that's like. And basically, we've kind of you know we take care of ourselves, right? So you look at yourself and you say, yeah, I look good. But then as soon as you walk out the door, you've kind of forgotten what you looked like. So now you have to go back and you have to look in the mirror again. Oh yeah, that's what... you walk away and you don't remember what you look like. So that's the picture that they're trying to give you. Is that how can you sit there and listen to something, hear it, and go, uh-huh, uh uh-huh, yes, oh, I agree, absolutely, amen, and do all that. But then you walk away, and it's like you just forgot all that information. And you still do the same thing that you're doing. You're still running around having sex with different women and partying to no end, getting drunk. But, you know, the pastor just talked about how both of those are wrong, and you shouldn't be doing it, but yet you're still doing it. So why do you chase after it? Because it's something you want. So you you... Never implanted God's word in your heart, and you're hearing, but you're not doing. Then we continue. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseverance, basically, or perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So now the thing is. You're hearing God's word and now you're doing it. You're acting on what you're hearing to be. So if it states you should not be running around having sex with a bunch of women because that's what all the guys do because you're, you want to love God first. You want to keep your body only for your future wife. Then you refrain from having sex with a bunch of women. No, but I'm going to lose all my friends. I'm not going to be able to hang out. That's the point. Those friends aren't helping you walk in righteousness. They're not helping you walk in the Lord. They're not helping you do what you're supposed to be doing. So you may lose people. You may lose the prestige that you have. You may lose being the man because that's a worldly desire, not a godly one. Yeah, but all my friends, that drink and have fun. And, you know, I want to be part of that. Well, then they're not helping you walk in uprightness. Some people have literally lost all of their friends, but God blessed them with new ones. People who love God, people who trusted in God, people who walked in truth and, and are able to have a party and drink alcohol without getting drunk or doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Now, me personally... I don't care for drinking. Um, I've tasted different things, but I was never a partier. I have never, you know, gone around having sex with girls, and I was not into drugs. I did not, you know, party like an animal. I was more serious in my life, but it doesn't mean that I didn't go to parties. It doesn't mean I didn't go to places where there was alcohol. It doesn't mean that I didn't meet new people. See, the thing is all the stuff that you're gonna give up is basically sin it's it's a a self-desire of sin self-interest selfishness is chasing after oneself and what they want that's why these verses are so important be quick to hear slow to speak slow the anger so there's, there's different parts of this. That's why it's talking about a man who looks in the mirror and walks away and forgets. Don't forget. You, you've learned this truth. Take this truth and it in your heart and do what is right. Don't fall for what the world has to offer. Fall for what God has to give you. Perfect law, a law of liberty. There is freedom when you implant his truth in you. Because you're not bound by sin. You're not enslaved. Because once you know Jesus, when you accept him as your savior, he releases that bondage that has kept you bonded since birth. we since are birth. not naturally good because sin has corrupted our humanity. you got to understand that. When you were born, mom and dad didn't teach you how to be bad. They had to teach you how to be good because you did things that you shouldn't be doing. See, that's what it's like even as an adult. God teaches you like a dad, stop doing that, and you go ahead and keep doing something that's wrong. If God didn't have to make all these rules, then he would be teaching us just how to be good, or how to be bad, because we don't know how to be bad, but that's not the point. He's perfect, holy, and therefore he's teaching us how to be good because we are naturally want to be bad. We want to do things our way. We want to get angry. We want to be quick to speak. We want to treat people bad. We want people to be less than us. We like the idea of doing whatever we want and we don't have to follow the rules and we don't have to take everything that we hear. See, that's the natural desire of humanity. And as men, we're supposed to be the leaders of our family, the leaders at our church to be examples of Christ. that means that you and I when we hear people talk about truth we need to take that truth and plant it in our hearts so that it changes us because we want God's word to change us to keep us growing to keep us on track and like what we're supposed to be doing as men of God and as warriors of God that's why I, I keep saying we are in a battle on a daily basis that's why it's important to have the armor of God on. That's why it's important to make sure your shield of faith is strong and it's not dinked with holes and dented. Because as that breaks down, Satan can get then get to other parts of your faith. Belt of truth. Start making you question about the truth. Change your heart so that the breastplate of righteousness is not righteous. You see, it starts going after the different parts because if he can break through your faith, make you doubt just enough for one of those darts to get past that shield maybe he can dink into one of the other parts of the armor to change it that's why paul talks about renewing of your mind a lot he talks about the mind because that's the best way to attack somebody go after the mind because if you get them to start questioning which is very similar to what adam and eve had went through questioning god then all the other parts of the armor will fall apart. I want you guys to think about that and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless it. I ask that you help all of us as men to be better at hearing and slow to speaking and slow to anger. I pray that you allow us to be able to take what we learned from your word and, and plant it into our hearts so that we may be doers. We'd be able to reach out to people that need help, be an encouragement to people that need encouragement and that we can keep ourselves from being unstained from the world is the praise that's in the verse, Lord. Keep us accountable. Help us to encourage each other and as men, wherever we may be. Help us to be men of God, warriors of God, who love you first, take your word, and live by it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and God bless. Thank you.